So we were doing an interesting exercise in the family over the last few days. This question came up that if, let's say, you knew that Mashiach was coming tomorrow or in the next few days, because tomorrow, you know, everybody drop everything. So it's a little bit hard to, to imagine that actually happening. Or for those of you that are uncomfortable thinking about the Messiah coming, and it's just not a topic that comes up in your head, let's uh, imagine that the world, you know, above you, the roof of your house just rips open and Hashem says, hey, here I am, because that's more comfortable thinking about. Um, but any of those things, the question was the following, what would you do? And uh, I found personally, it's a, it's a hard question to answer, like, you know, go to the mikvah, like, do we, would I pray more? Would I learn Torah more? Would I, you know, want to make sure that I'm on top of my exercise, my positivity, my sleep? Um, what what exactly would we do? Would I learn Hebrew? Because maybe he speaks Hebrew. Should I learn Yiddish? Because maybe he's going to speak Yiddish. What would you do differently? And it was just interesting to ask each of the kids and my wife and, and different people this question of like, what would you actually do differently? And it's an interesting exercise in Bitachon. Because if, if I really did believe that that was possible, right, then that list should be exactly what I'm doing right now. Uh, but if for whatever reason I don't think that's possible, so then my list is going to look different. Um, that was where we got into the like tomorrow versus like in the next week or so, or he's on a donkey coming up from you know the north of Israel. So you've got a week. What do you do? Do you start buying mattresses so that people can come to Israel and sleep by you? Do you start making food? Like what 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 does a person do? Um, so it's just interesting. It was interesting to think through it. I highly recommend exercise. But today we are going to be doing the definition of trust, which is on page seventy one of the second edition of the Chovos HaLavovos by Rabbi Bigder Miller. And he says, we now start the first parak. All of the things we've done up to now have just been an introduction, right? Everything has been an introduction to Shara Bitachon. The author is now going to give us a definition of the subject of the Shar, which is to have Bitachon trust in Hashem. The essence of Bitachon, says the Mechaber, is the tranquility of the mind of those of the one who trusts. That means a person who trusts in Hashem is going to be a person whose mind is at peace. This is because he has the confidence that the person in whom he trusts will do what's good for him and what's right for him in regards to the subject in which he trusts and according to his ability to trust. That means if you trust in Hashem in business matters, says Rabbi Victor Miller, you will have confidence in achieving business success. If you're trusting in Hashem in regards to your health, you'll have confidence in health matters. In either case, you must still exert yourself to achieve that desired outcome. But if you do it with the intention of using the method of bitachon, you will be doing it without anxiety and with a feeling of confidence that it's going to succeed. This also assumes that the person in whom he trusts knows what is for his benefit. But the most important element as the cause for trust Wait, it says the most, but the most important element as the cause for trust, and if it's missing, it's not considered trust, is that he should have confidence in the one whom he trusts. That confidence is the most important element in trust. He must have confidence that the one who he trusts will keep his word and fulfill what he promised. It says, David Melech said to those who desire life, who love days of seeing good, right, in Tehillim. Uh, on the 34th Tehillim, 
He says, guard your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. If they follow these instructions, Hashem promises to give them long life. Says the Machaber, he should also think that with confidence that the one in whom he trusts will do these good things for him, even if he did not make any conditions and did not make any promises. In fact, sometimes a person may not be worthy, and yet he should still trust in Hashem, as we're going to see further on. So we should trust in Hashem and do what he promised, as is written constantly in the Tanakh. We should also trust in him to do what he didn't promise, because we know that he is the source of kindness and he wishes to do good to mankind. The person who has trust should have confidence that the one in whom he trusts will do it as a voluntary gift and kindness, even to those who don't deserve it. In other words, you should not only trust in Hashem to do what he promised, but even to do what he didn't promise. So here he has a little review, two things. What are the definitions of trust in Hashem? There are two points. Number one is one who trusts in Hashem will have tranquility of mind and will be confident that Hashem will do what's best for him. So tranquility of mind and confidence that everything's going to be for the best. And number two, bitachon means total confidence in Hashem to provide for him in a kindly way, even if he's not deserving of it, and even if Hashem did not promise to do so. And we'll leave it there for today. I'm just like you. I'm just passing through just like you. Treasures of another kind And if you had my eyes